2: And as always, I am here at the helm with my brother in the martial arts, Sifu Robert Deal. Sifu Bob, how's it going down there in sunny Burbank?
1: Well, it's actually going quite well. It's been it, there is no June gloom, I don't think this year. It's all May gray. It's all gray in the morning <laughs> until about four in the afternoon, and then it's sunny. Yes, this morning we got a little rain. Oh, a sprinkle. L.A. rain, <laughs> not Seattle oh, yeah, the- rain
2: you know I mean it's a it's kind of a it's kind of a myth that it rains all the time here in Seattle because it rains in Chicago a lot more uh in some other cities, but we'll let everyone think that so they don't move here we... <laughs> it's funny it's kind of like you know, oh, you know, where are you from? Well, I'm from wherever in California or somewhere in the midwest It's like, why is everybody moving here? <laughs> Amazon <laughs> Microsoft stuff like that Legal, That's
1: like, the legalization of pot
2: the legalization of pot you know <laughs> which is funny because it's kind of like you know um, here in Seattle we've got a lot of uh, how shall we say the hippie woo-woos right <laughs> that that you know the, the stereotypical you know, vegan, Birkenstock-wearing, uh, what's the name of that, patchouli-wearing, you know, people that smoked pot, you know, even before it became legal. And, you know, these are the same people, as well as just the regular rocker stoners and stuff like that. These are the same people that, like, with a bunch of balls, stood underneath the space needle right when it went legal and openly right. smoked it. And I thought, you know, you guys are idiots because now you're going to try and drive home, some of you, are going to try to drive home under the influence. That's still illegal. <laughs> right. You all are idiots. It's like, ah, you know. But, no, it's um. Uh, we've actually had great weather up here. Uh, this weekend, though, was uh, the weird misty rain where you step outside and all of a sudden your hair is, like, either frizzy if you're – curly haired or it's flat because it instantly goes right into your hair. It doesn't just sit on top it right, goes right into your hair. And I hate that kind of rain. I just hate it because you have, it's not raining hard enough to put your windshield wipers on full blast, but it is when you start driving. <laughs> just, right. Yeah. Yeah. And it just drives us crazy because then your windshield wipers go. Yeah. It's, it's awful. Anyway.
1: Okay, now, huh, what else is on? now, now take into consideration i we were babysitting my granddaughter today, and she's Ew. still not used to me she, she gets the most frightened look when she first sees me it's like <laughs> it's like how I look in the morning she's just I gets I get the most frightened and starts to cry well then she gets used to me throughout the day, so we went and picked up my son's girlfriend took the baby in her home. and and we were on our way back, and I said to my wife, I said, listen, I think you and Brianna, my daughter, should go food shopping during our first segment of the show. And she said, why is that? And I said, because you may be part of the first segment of the show, whether you like it or not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oops.
1: And and I said, and I don't want to hear The the moaning, complaining from our daughter about Mm -hmm. how you're invading my privacy. Mm
3: -hmm. Well,
1: this is sort of, you know, this is a a proud Papa moment. Because, you know, my daughter graduated high school on Thursday. And I Mm -hmm. tell people, you know, this is the top 10 in her class. And they stop me and say, oh, top 10%. That's great. And I said, wait a minute. No, not the top 10%. She was the top 10 in her mm-hmm. entire school. And mm-hmm. they're like, you're kidding. I said, no. She was called, because their high school mascot's an Indian. They're called the Burroughs Indians. So mm-hmm. when they, they pull out the top 10 from graduation, they call them top of the tribe. And they post it. Mm-hmm. They, they, well, I, I was very proud of her. The first time she, she actually allowed me to give her a hug after graduation, I <laughs> hugged her I tight, <laughs> right? I gave her a hug. I said, I'm so proud of you right now. And I gave her a kiss on the cheek. I'll give you an example. I still can't believe she did this. She calls my wife on Wednesday, freaked Uh out because it's her last final. She wakes Uh up at eight o'clock. She's Uh supposed to be in school at eight o'clock. And she's waking up and she's flipping. Flipping. Calls a friend up. Flipping. Calls a friend up. And says, listen, tell the teacher I had an emergency. I'll be a little late. Okay, no problem. So everybody, she gets there half an hour late. Everybody's taking the test. They get 50 minutes to take the test. She has to be done by the time they are. So she mm-hmm. gets now 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. She takes the test, finishes in time after being a half an hour late. And, she, and they, they scan them. Remember the old Scandron's? Yes <laughs> Okay, so they did a scantron they, Since it was the last final They scanned the scantrons While the students were there
2: Uh-huh
1: Half an hour late 20 minutes to take a test She still got the highest score of the class
2: Wow How cool is that? Right on, right on, right on That
1: still blows me away
2: Yeah
3: Cool. So cool. Now
1: as a, as a live driver It's very busy down by UCLA Where she's going next year So I tend to drive down there Oh maybe I'll, get a, maybe I'll give a student a ride And I'll, I'll grill the hell out of them
3: mm-hmm. And
1: these students are wonderful to me They're, oh, yeah. they're congratulatory they're, Here's what she needs to know Here's what will help her out Here's some advice I can give you Yachty, These students are amazing Mm-hmm. people
3: mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I really really enjoy that now the thing I've got to mention about my wife and I'm glad she's not here right now
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> She her her company had to sue a couple people in small claims courts right well okay. she went to court and neither one of them was two separate days one in Van Nuys one in LA she went to uh-huh. court mm-hmm. and neither one of them were technically served papers because you do everything online now. So they just mail the papers in. There was no signature. There was nothing. So when my wife gets there to to go to court, they're not served. You're out of luck. So after the first one said, honey, you have to have the sheriff do it, get the sheriff's 40 bucks or whatever. They will serve them. at the time you say, and Mm -hmm. then tell, trust me, this person is not going to refuse to sign something that the sheriff presents them. well, She's like, oh, we're going to get a process service. You know what? Because I'm at the point in my life, if somebody argues with me, I'll say, fine. Do what you want. When, you, when you're wrong, come tell me. So, <laughs> she's arguing that's what women with
2: use. That's what women usually say to men. <laughs> I know, but I, I'm,
1: I'm so tired of the bullshit I have put up with sometimes from people. If you argue, fine. I, I have no problem with you doing what you want. But when you fail... I'll be there. Mm-hmm. So, so, so. She, in now, other words, you
2: were telling her, "Hold on, I'm going because I I gotta like speak up as a woman here." So basically, you're telling her that she's gonna fail. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can't wait to hear how this goes. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah, 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 right. So she goes, she goes, she now goes to the second court case. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Same thing. The lady wasn't served, doesn't count. She walks mm-hmm. from, the courthou- from, the, from the courtroom to the sheriff's office, mm-hmm. refiles, gets the sheriff to do it. Now, mm-hmm. she says, honey, you were correct. Now, with that said, I said, you can't even say I was right. <laughs> <laughs> well-, <laughs> I, well, she said I was correct. That doesn't count as far as I'm concerned. You have no, to say, you were right. You were right. Not you were correct. You were right. There's
3: difference? a big difference
1: to me. There's a oh, big difference goodness.
2: to me. Yeah, it's a big difference <laughs> to your ego. That's what it is. Oh, Absolutely. It was, it oh, was automatic,
1: but it mattered. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, <hold laughs> it mattered. How is it, though, that these people didn't get served? I mean, Because when every, everything
1: was people? by mail and... The, well, there's no proof because of those signatures that they got served.
2: Oh God! Okay, so basically these people were lying when they said they didn't get served,
1: because that's right.
2: pretty much what it means, right? I mean, they, you know they got their mail, and they know that yeah. they got their mail. They're just freaking lying, and you know, ooh, I hate it when people like try to like get out of court junk like that. Now, what if oh, I Oh no! Ask- see,
1: they don't go. See, they don't go after the people. They just assume they never got served. People if they would have shown up, then it would have been an admittance that they got served so the court case is on. But now these right. people didn't get served or technically didn't get served because there's no signature, they just didn't bother showing up.
2: Oh, so they didn't show up at all. Okay.
1: <clears throat> yeah, okay. so they didn't show up. Right. Right. Uh, so I do have a couple other things. So that was my two family things. Yeah, I have my grandbaby. I was delighted about that. She's a great girl today. Daughter, very proud of her for what she's accomplished, like, hey, and now it's hey. now now it's hitting home that all of a sudden she has nothing to do. In fact, usually when we go out to dinner, she's like, "I don't have time for this. Let's take it to go." Today, I, she was like, "I'm hungry. Let's go to lunch, but let's find a sit down place so we can so we can relax." It's hitting her now, and now she's applying for work. That all mm-hmm. of a sudden she's not as busy as she was a month ago. She has nothing to it's do weird.
2: now It's weird yeah, isn't it
1: Before it was like she was so academically driven And this and that So that's my that's my raves about my family Right I Yay. had my rant about my wife but, I'm, but you know me I'm always ranting about my wife In some aspects. <laughs> so I saw a couple things I shared them with you And this is Remember I'm only borderline inappropriate Borderline <laughs> Borderline,
3: so here, is,
1: the here is here is that thing where you where where you have to go back and and say for mature audiences on our show, Marquis. <laughs> and And okay. <take> slide. <laughs> this is
2: for mature uh, audiences.
1: This is for mature audiences. PG thirteen, <laughs> actually PG <PG-18>. eighteen. Uh, <laughs> saw saw a couple things this week that I thought were funny. Well, one right. was the license plate. The personalized license that I do not know how the state of California allowed to go through. Hmm. The license plate read H O space L E E space C H I T. Holy shit! <laughs> how did that happen?
2: You know,
3: and you it know, was a I legitimate
1: plate.
2: I don't think they. I don't think they actually like read stuff like that and you know that's what is that eight nine letters that's a lot right. because i think here in washington we're limited to like seven i think seven letters or eight letters or something like that for for vanity license plates so right. i'm like how do i do this do i put tai chi? i want to put tai chi girl online that's too many letters darn it <laughs> that's pretty cool Ta- holy shit must be a Filipino driver
1: I know, right? Anyway. It, it was funny because it, it was, and it was on Dodge Charger, so the a big old oh. muzzle car. I had trouble keeping up with it trying to take the picture, and it still came out blurry. Uh,
2: I've yet then to see of a course, you know, driving a Charger though. That's... I know, right? That's
1: a lot of power. That's
2: it's a lot of power. No, it's not so much that. It's like you know, we're our stereotype is that we drive, you know, like to the the souped up Asian cars and stuff like that. You know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. In fact, one until guy you 50. Uh, I... <laughs> until you turn fifty. Until you fifty and dri- you start
2: driving the boats, you start driving the boats because you start acting old. You start driving like you know, like the the Cadillacs and the Cadillacs, and the, right? Cadillacs and the big luxury SUVs. You know? <laughs> That's uh.
1: Well, yeah. You know, I was driving some kid yesterday, and he says, "Man." I crashed my car right there when I was fifteen. I said, "Really, no license?" I said, "No license." I still don't have one. He said, "Have you ever seen the Fast and Furious?" I said, "Yeah." He says, "I thought I was one of those guys." Then I realized after I crashed that I was no Vin Diesel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> I know, right, right? What's, got, what's <laughs> the other uh, borderline? So in I've California. got
1: to, I've got to call. Go, oh, these these aren't borderline. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's nothing borderline about these. So I mentioned to it before, I mentioned to C before, I've got the perfect definition of irony. The best definition I've ever heard of irony is when a girl gets pregnant on a pull-out couch. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) Oh, my freaking God. Anyhow... (laughs) Okay.
1: With that, and, said. Uh, with that said, we'll move on. Uh, we'll move on. You know, Kev, Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson came out with this new movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's out yet or if it's coming out. It's called Central Intelligence. And, you oh, know, cool. there there is a stature difference between Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson. Now, a- actually, right. you know, Dwayne Johnson was at a Dragon Fest in
3: mm-hmm. the early mm-hmm.
1: days. Right. He was one of the guests. So, you know, he's like 6'5". Kevin Hart's like five seven, right? So there's a big difference. Tagline saw a post. I thought I was gonna crash the car. I laughed so hard. The post to read. I, I swear to God, it said, "All it takes, or saving the world, takes a little heart and a big Johnson." <laughs> I. Thought I was gonna lose it. <laughs> if I had been drinking something, it was all over. All over something.
2: I'll give that. I'll give that. I'll give that a cheer. That's, uh, that's <laughs> okay.
3: Well, that's that goes book.
1: back to to those who know what the term Johnson means.
2: <laughs> right.
3: That's not an
1: everyday term that people know anymore.
2: No, people don't use that anymore. People just use the other words
1: right (laughs) i almost exactly (laughs) yeah i I saw you did
2: anyhow
3: god
2: oh man anyhow so listeners our phone number here is 347-677-0699 stay tuned because after our health news weird news funny banter and all that other kind of stuff we're going to be talking about the myths of self-defense and martial arts in general we're going to address those and see if we can debunk them or just give our opinion on them so again three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine we're going to open our phone lines around 635 or 640 or so we're running a few minutes behind all right let's get moving who do we have for birthdays on your end there sifu bob
1: let's oh shoot where's my notes oh no Oh, no. Uh, I got to open it. Oh, no. Okay. Um, for birthdays this week, we have on what date is today?
2: Today's the 90th.
1: Today. Okay. Today, we have Amy Davis, which is a dear friend of mine for many, many years. I think I am I met her in 84. Uh, Sensei Jimmy Willis, his birthday's is also today. Uh, past guest of the show. On the on the first of June, Michelle Tomlinson, her birthday's on six one. Uh, Sensei Jesus Bonilla, his all his birthday's also on six one. Uh, how do you pronounce his name on six two?
2: I think it's his, I think
1: it's Hoysian. Hoysian, it would have to be right. Yeah. So it's Hoisian Gracie Junior, his birthday's on the second. A Decent martial artist and a tournament promoter, Clark Daly. His birthday is on the third. A good friend of mine, and my wife's, James Etter is also on the third. And who do you have on your end?
2: I've got oh, and I think I said it wrong. It might be it might be just Hosian. Because there's no why. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Anyhow. Uh, May 31st, a Kajikembo sister of mine, mary Vic Pinedo. Um and on the 1st of June, our good friend and previous guest of the show, Nick Palma, his birthday is on Wednesday the 1st, so for all of the friends that we mentioned, and for everybody else having a birthday the week of, what is today, May 29th through June 3rd, this tune is for you.
0: I hope you have a happy birthday A super extra special day I wanna wish you a happy birthday May all your dreams come true today Cause you're really one in a million And you mean the world to me There's no one sweeter than you To wish a happy birthday to Happy birthday, and a truly wonderful year, filled with all the joy that you deserve, and all the things that you hold dear, cause you're really
2: Tapping tune. Happy birthday everyone. Have a great birthday, week.
1: Do, do you know what popped into my head with that tune? HR H- puffin stuff.
2: Really? <laughs> yes. you no, know, I you know, I think it I think it's the voice. The voice does it and something about the little bells in the background. But you know, HR puffing stuff. Who when things go rough or whatever, however, <laughs> however it's <Wow>. <laughs>
1: Okay, I she's remember, officially all. <laughs> I
2: remember the Bugaloos. The Bugaloos used to yes. used to be on there. And I, the Bugaloos, the Bugaloos were in the air and everywhere, flying high. I loved the Bugaloos. <laughs> Anyhow. What
1: was, show, what was that show with Charles Nelson Riley? Was that okay. the Bugaloos or H.R. Puffin Stuff, where he played the, the w- witch or warlock or whatever?
2: Yeah, I think that was H.R. Puffin Stuff. He
1: was, oh, okay. Like, Which he.
2: Oop. Wait, witchy poo? No, witchy poo was H.R. Puffin stuff. Wait, crap! I don't know. Somebody call us. Let us know. <laughs> Somebody call us. Somebody call us. Let us know three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine, or just go to our chat board, <laughs> or hit us up on hit us up on, hit us up on the Facebook post that I posted about our show, and let me know because I know Charles Nelson Riley was on. I know he was on a. One of those, like a, a, a seals and not seals and Croft. That's like a singing group. Um, <laughs>
3: oh God! Oh, <laughs> that's
2: gonna drive me insane. What? Um, I know it. sit in Marty Croft. There we go.
3: yeah
2: <laughs> Oh my gosh. Croft with two Fs. I remember that. Anyhow, okay. Let's let's move on. <laughs> let's go and to And you, our... you know,
1: mentioning seals and Crofts is also showing your age.
2: Yeah, seventies, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, okay. Croft. All right. Moving on. <laughs> <Let's>... <laughs> um, I wanna uh start our announcements off with uh reminding our lady martial arts friends out there about um, the Tri Alliance Training Camp, and uh, the Tri Alliance, Tri Alliance Training Camp involves the three major, the three major women's martial arts organizations in the United States: Pacific Association of Women's Martial Artists, the Association of Women's Martial Arts Instructors, and the National Federation of Women Martial Artists. Did I get that right? <laughs> N.W. Yeah. National Women's Federation. Of martial art, NWMA, National Shoot. <laughs> NWMA, okay. National Women's Martial Arts Federation, okay, yes, okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> I wanna uh, let everyone know about the dates of this year's camp. It's gonna be big, we're expecting a ton of people because we got three organizations coming together. It's gonna be held July 20th through the 24th at North Central College in Naperville, Illinois. And this is historic. This is the first time all three of our sister organizations have come together. And here is a lineup of our training camp teachers. We've got uh, Master Janet Alps of Modern Arnis. We have Professor Gloria Bald- Baldazar of Kempo, Sensei Michelle Elefante, Okinawan Karate, Kyoshi Narissa Freeman of Danzandru Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai, Kyoshi Zosha Gorbadi, who is uh, going to be a inductee in the Masters Hall of Fame, nominated by new ambassador, Daryl Sargent, um, and she's going to be teaching jiu-jitsu Ryu. Uh, Julie Green will be teaching yoga. Uh, Chelsea Jones, capoeira. Master Ricky Kay from local Northwest Renton, Washington. Uh, she's going to be teaching kong nu, which is a Vietnamese martial art. Kelly Kusumoto will be teaching freestyle wrestling. Shihan Dara Masi of Hakuro Jiu-Jitsu. Sifu Michelle Miller will be teaching Tai Chi. Sifu Patty Olinger will be teaching Kung Fu. Sigu Jen Para will be teaching Silat Senigayong, Sensei Christine Penick Lincoln, Judo. Sifu Allison Riley, Kajikenbo. Sensei Francesca Rugiero. Did I say that right? Rugi.
1: Oh, you're you're asking Hello. me? Are you high? Yeah.
2: Well,
1: I. <laughs> what can't have you been drinking?
0: It's in,
2: I, <laughs> been, I can't tell if this is if this has to be pronounced in Italian, or in Spanish, Francesca. It might be uh, Ruggiero. I don't know. Uh, Ruggiero. I, I I'm just completely butchering it. I don't even know why I'm crying. <gasps> Sorry, sensei Francesca will be teaching karate sensei candace rushton brazilian jiu-jitsu master Wasenta young will be teaching taiji and qigong uh sensei Yudit sidik sidikman will be teaching judo grandmaster sunny Grapp taekwondo and lapunti arnis carol middleton of karate krav maga master Su Jifeng of bagua um, will also be teaching wushu and Sensei Jamie Zimron, who was a previous guest on our show, will be teaching Aikido. So pre-register today by going to either the PAMA website, P A W M A, or um, NWMAF.org. Let me double-check on that. NWMAF.org. <clears throat> or let me double-check here. I'm I'm yep, nwmaf.org or a w m-a-i. Dot org to, to register for the event July 20th through 24th alright okay let's take the mic over to Bob and I think he'll be talking about Dragon Fest I think
1: yes actually yep. I do want to mention uh, next weekend a little bit only because I find it very interesting because we're not we're going to meet different people than we're used to hanging out with at the event every year because it's more centrally located. We're getting some East Coast, some Midwest people that may not be able to make it all, all the way out to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be cool meeting those guys. Like the yeah. and from well, the Association of Women in Martial Arts. It, it's going to be a great time. We're going to... We're going to yeah. It's a short day when you're coming in on Friday and leaving on Monday. I'm coming out on Saturday or Friday to Sunday and I'm coming in on Saturday and leaving on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it, it's I, it's almost exactly from, from landing to departure almost it's going to be 20, 24 and a half hours
2: yeah it's not going to be too really? long of a stay yeah because normally when I come no. down to California I stay like at least three days at least you know in the right. past I've been known to stay a whole week that kind of thing but I just don't have that kind of time anymore <laughs> but yeah it'll it'll be really fun And well, since we're we're on it, uh, well, since we're on the subject though, um, did you want to talk about next week's event or should I
1: before we get into Dragonfest? Go ahead, before we get into Dragonfest.
2: Okay. Masters Hall of Fame, two events this year. Um, They're going to be in Columbus and San Antonio next weekend. Bob and I are going to be in San Antonio for that event. We're not going to be at the Columbus, Ohio event. And uh, the event in San Antonio is going to be held at the San Antonio Airport, Hilton, um, June 4th. And uh, the whole shebang, the awards ceremony, banquet, red carpet, the whole nine yards. And if you want to go to the Texas one, you have to get your tickets now. You want to go to MastersHallOfFame.org. Get them now. Now, the second one is going to be on the 18th.
1: I'm looking
2: at my calendar. Yeah, the 18th at the Sheraton Columbus Hotel at Capitol Square. Same red carpet, award ceremony, banquet, the air of elegance, the whole nine yards. And the the keynote speakers for our events are Frank Dukes at the San Antonio event, and um, Master and Master Alan Goldberg. I almost, uh, I almost, uh, I had the the vision of the wrestler. Goldberg in my head for some reason. Oh, God. Alan Goldberg will be the keynote speaker at the Columbus, Ohio event. So get your tickets, folks, for either event at MastersHallOfFame.org. All right. On to Dragon Fest.
1: Oh, very cool. Okay. Well, Dragon Fest this year is going to be July 9th, 2016 from 11 a.m. 2, 6 p.m. at the Airtel Plaza Convention Center and Hotel, 7277 Valjean Avenue, Van Nuys, California, 91406. Their phone number is 818-997-7676. The cost is $25 at the door. If you decide to early, early bird, the early bird price is going to be $20 for adults and $5 for kids 15 and under. If you buy before June 15th, after June 15th, it's at the door only. No tickets will be sold online after June 15th. It's going to be $25 for adults and $5 for kids. Where to stay? The Conference Convention Center is also a hotel. New rates now available. Only $129. Mention the Martial Arts History Museum Call 818-997-7676 or go to www.airtelplaza.com. That's A-I-R-T-E-L-P-L-A-Z-A.com. Location and position of the convention center is the convention center is located a few blocks from the 405 freeway. It is situated equally between Burbank Airport and LAX. It is, however, located next to the Van Nuys Airport which only accommodates small aircraft, two- and Hmm. four-seaters, props usually, or small private jets. The parking. Parking is easy. There is almost a quarter mile of free parking just outside the center. Neighborhood parking is also available. There is paid parking at the convention center. Dragon Fest does not validate. Eating. There is a restaurant inside the hotel. The Expo does not sell food. As usual, of course, now we are going to go to who is going to be there right as ahead. soon as my phone reloads. Oh, I hate when that happens. <laughs> it, you know, it's like, oh, my God. You, you, you know how you open up a browser on your phone, and it just decides to reload. Right. On you, and you have to outweigh it. So <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the boot size is going to be uh, – Eight feet wide and five feet long. Uh, and basically, they're going to be six-foot six, six foot tables. Pipe and draping, right. the whole thing. It's going to be really cool this year.
2: Cool. Looking forward to it.
1: I just have to find out if there's Wi-Fi. It says electricity. Only booths against the walls are provided with free electricity. And, and you know, Michael knows. Come on. We're yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're you know, we're always on the corner. We're we're just yeah. hopefully we don't we're not on a corner. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the last two years we've been on a corner.
3: Yeah, And people
1: tough. tend to congregate. Yeah. At, yeah. In front of us for some strange reason. Yeah. So Definitely here's who's gonna, we're gonna be to. in a, Oh, absolutely. But here's who's gonna be there. Okay. Uh, Paul Wing from The Simpsons. Kano Kid Anime Artistry. DreamWorks, uh, Christopher Vetcher, uh, Jer- Jerome Liu from Hyperactive Monkey, Elizara del Rosario from Anime Artistry, Ed Parker Jr., Marshall Artistry, Carol The Artistry of Carol Blaylock, 2K Customs, MarshallInfo.com, Benny Urquide, Peter Cunningham, Carl Totten. Justin Waggle, Daryl Vidal from the original Karate Kid, Roger Hollis Jewelry, David Hall, the Whipping Willow Association. Are you a member of that?
2: Oh, no, no.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, the Art Camacho <laughs> from the Chemist. Don Wilson from the Martial Arts Kid. James Wilson from Traditions Shirt and Traditions Entertainment. Fumio Dumura, the real Miyagi. Philip Reed, the underdog still. Mario Prado Photography, John Crane Productions. Mark Shuey from Kane Masters. Dana Abbott, USA Dojo, David Samos. First Citizens Bank, this is a biggie. Diana Lee Inosanto. Ron Malinke. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. TJ Storm. Ron Thomas from the Karate Kids, Don Baird, Philip Cable, Kathy Long. Now, she's going to be right next to us, and her booth is right next to our booth, which is going to be really cool. Harriet mm-hmm. Source Books, Myriad P- Publications, ASE Martial Arts, Danny Trejo, Steve Oderkirk, Robin Chow from the Beverly Hills Ninja, Don the Dragon Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock, Sasha Mitchell, Vice Williams from Star Trek, Doug Wong, Kerry Ogawa Wong, Albert Leong, James Liu, Gerald Nakamura, Eric Lee, Peter Kwan, Simon Rhee, Shiny B, Debbie Goodman, Phil Morris, uh, Malaya Benar, uh, Billy Zapka from The Karate Kid, Brian Garrett, Steve Lambert, Saul Kowalu. Michelle Manu, Valley Martial Arts Flies, Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio, Sidekick TV, Cecil Peoples, Bill Riyosaki, Donnie Williams. You know what? <laughs> I am going to hit up Donnie Williams personally this time. I've hit him up once in person and twice on email to be on our show.
2: Very cool.
1: I'm, now tell our I'm going to put him is, on the though. spot. Tell, tell our is
2: listeners
1: who he, he is. is. He is the founding member of the BKF, the Black Karate Federation. An ordained minister and actually a, a bishop. He holds a bishop rank in the Catholic Church. Cool. And his wife is also a minister. Really nice guy. Has stories like you wouldn't believe.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Funny stories. Because, you know, he grew up in the 60s and 70s. Right. Uh, so, uh, along with Donnie is going to be the Wing Chun Temple. Shaolin Monks, Tycho Drumming Group, Cosplay, Gracie Ella Casillas, Mark Degascos, Takabota, cool. Leo Fong, Wen May Yu, Buck Sam Kong, Robert Parham, Keel Instruments, and Jason Sterling. Now, wow. you have to admit, some of these people you were actually very big fans of, like Wen May You
2: yeah. I've got uh, yeah. somewhere
1: I've got pictures of you with Terry Wong from last year. Mhm. Uh it's yeah. going to be a good time.
2: It's going to be great. It's uh it's always uh, it, it's it's kind of funny cuz like you said, you know, when I was a when I was a youngster, people like Wen Mei, Yu, Doug Wong, Terry Wong, these these were the people that I looked up to to continue, you know, uh doing martial arts and and yeah, and great to see us and and Kathy Long, these are the these are the people, especially the women, that kept me going in martial arts when I wanted to quit. And now we're just rubbing elbows with them, and it's like what? And it's <laughs> what? What's going on here? That's kind of wild. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Oh,
1: isn't it? It's great.
2: It's great. All right. Well, we're we're going a little uh, bit over time, folks. Now
1: Both. I want to share something with you, Clark okay. Daly, which his birthday is coming up this week. And I posted, we were announcing his birthday, and he said, thank you, but I no longer acknowledge birthdays.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know whether or not I'm going to want to acknowledge birthdays after I turn 50. I don't know yet. Right. (laughs) Well, as long as I look okay, I think I will. How old are you? I'm 63. Oh, you don't look a day over 40. That's right.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> All right. Let's move on. We're going a little bit over time here, folks, but keep keep staying tuned because we're going to actually get to the myths about self-defense here in a little bit. So we'll go a little quick. All right. Let's move on to health news. Here we go. I think. Where's my... My singer isn't working. Okay. So we'll just move on. Okay. <laughs> That's weird. My stinger thing is just turning and turning and turning. I, it's not playing. Anyhow, okay. So I'm afraid it's going to start playing. Like as as I'm talking.
1: As you start talking, right? Yeah, yeah it will. Right. It will okay. absolutely.
2: So for our health news, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the types of uh, the the types of cancer that uh, the risks are the, are lowered of um, when you exercise so exercise lowers the risk for several different types of cancers so a large new study confirms that exercise lowers the risk of many different types of cancer and it goes a step further and i'm hearing some feedback from your side so i'm going to mute your mic for a second there bob oh
0: sorry.
2: right okay and that's spinning too <laughs> I don't know what's going on. My, my window's spinning. I'm going to go ahead and refresh. So hopefully I'm not going to hang up on anybody. Okay. So a large new study confirms that exercise lowers the risk of many different types of cancer, and it goes a step further. It shows just how much the reduction is. People who exercise the most had a 42% lower risk of esophageal. So <laughs> Oh, I can't even say it, cancer, and a 27% lower risk of liver cancer over 11 years, and then people who exercised the least, and uh, this is a study of 1.4 million people. Okay, so here we go. Those who exercised the most had a 27% lower risk of lung cancer, a 23% lower risk of kidney cancer, a 22% lower risk of stomach cancer, 21% lower risk of endometrial cancer, a 20% lower risk of myeloid leukemia, a 17% lower risk of myeloma, a 16% lower risk of colon cancer, a 15% lower risk of head and neck cancer, a 13% lower risk of rectal cancer, 13% lower risk of bladder cancer, and a 10% lower risk of breast cancer. Now, the team at the National Cancer Institute looked at dozens of cancer studies in the United States and Europe, and threw all their findings together into a single analysis. They compared the people who exercised more than 90% of everyone else in the study to those who exercised the very least. The biggest exercises got in the equivalent of just over an hour a day of brisk walking, said Stephen Moore of the National Cancer Institute, who led the study. They included studies that just looked at strenuous exercise, such as running, and at studies that looked at more moderate exercise, including swimming and strolling and even vigorous yard work. I didn't even know that was considered exercise, but I guess it is. But on an average, the, exercises, the exercisers did two and a half hours of moderate exercise, such as walking, every week. And this is about average for the U.S. as a whole. So if you keep up your average exercise, even if it's walking, folks, you could lower the risk for several different cancer types. So there we go. And for some reason, my window is... Not refreshing. <laughs> no idea why. That's kind of weird. Um, Bob, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you.
2: Okay, that's weird. It's like my window is not refreshing and everything is spinning. <laughs> I don't know why. That's kind of weird. I'm going to try this again.
1: Uh... No, you know what? I'm having trouble with Blog Talk Radio on my phone too.
2: Everything yeah, everything's spinning. I'm gonna let's see. Spinning meaning that you um, have been drinking, haven't you? Everything's spinning. Oh my god. No, it's uh like you know, you hit something and it's and it's, it's a little a little icon spins that says, I'm thinking. And <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna try I'm gonna try something here real quick. I'm gonna try refreshing a different window. All right, so that window refreshed. Um. Okay, that was weird. Huh. And eh, huh. okay, I'm going to try refreshing one more time because uh my health news stinger just keeps spinning. So, anyway, such as such as live news folks, but let's let's uh I, darn it. <laughs> darn it. <laughs> Hold on, I want to figure this out because this is going to drive me insane. Uh, well, I think there's something
1: wrong with the server. There must be, because my my phone won't refresh either.
2: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try something else here. Um, I'm gonna go to a different window, because <clears throat> sometimes, sometimes it's just weird like that.
1: I did that. And too?
2: Blog Talk Radio is not coming up. It says it's waiting for Blog Talk Radio. So I'm going to need to enlist the help of our listeners out there. If you can still hear us, if you are listening to us, what I'm going to need you to do, it says here that the blogtalkradio.com page isn't working. (laughs) Me Uh, How is it that we're still on the air?
1: (laughs) I don't know. That's the weird thing.
2: That's so weird. But I'm going to need to enlist the help of our friends out there. Um, I don't understand why it's not working. I need my studio. Darn it. Um, so, Facebook friends, please um, send me a private message to let me know if you can still hear us. Because I swear to God, if we are off the air right now, I'm going to be so upset. Ah. <laughs> uh. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to try refreshing again. Uh, it says the sbblogtalkradio.com page isn't working. And it's uh, we're getting an empty response. So I'm going to try reloading it again. Um, let's see here. Okay, I got one of the pages to work here. Let's see if I can get to the studio. Go, go, go. Go, Gadget, go. Go, go, go. Gimme, 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 go, go. <laughs> Just give us a few seconds here, folks. In fact, you know what? Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a short break. Uh, we can't take a short break. I don't have a studio. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I don't have any buttons to push. Uh. Okay, and I'm hearing a lot of uh, background noise, too. Do you hear the background noise, Bob?
1: Oh, that could be d uh, does it sound like clicking? yeah. That that's me typing in uh, to my browser.
2: Oh okay, okay. Well, I got the main main page of Blog Talk Radio, but I want to get my studio here, which isn't popping up at all. Let me see here. Studio, go go studio. And it says the sbblogtalkradio.com isn't working. Empty response. Um. I'm diagnosing errors right now as we speak. Sorry, folks. You know, I don't know what's going on. Um, I do know that my Internet is working. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, the Internet everywhere else is working. So, again, if uh, if you are listening and you can still hear us, please send me a private message on Facebook to let us know you can still hear us or not, I guess. Um but
1: <laughs> you know you probably won't get a message if they can't hear us
2: yeah that's true that's true um hold on hold on this is what i'm going to do i'm going to get on facebook right now <laughs> help <laughs> i'm i see my online Oh, thank you, Grandmaster Sergeant. Grandmaster Daryl Sergeant just said you're live. Okay, that's good. All right. Well, we can't take a break, nor can we do anything as far as sound. And effect. we can't
1: take callers.
2: And we can't take calls either. It's um. So let's just. well, I guess let's just move on. I'm gonna keep trying to get my studio. Once uh, once we get the studio back, then uh, we'll backtrack. So. We're, we're not going to take a break. We're going to skip the weird news and, the, um, and stuff like that for now, for now. And let's just get the conversation started. Um, we can't take calls, so. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. And- I, I definitely
1: yeah. want to do entertainment news real quick. Okay,
2: let's do entertainment I found this
1: really really interesting because it has to do with celebrity. Well, celebrity's son and martial arts at the same time. It's only three paragraphs. Okay. Prince Jackson, Michael Jackson's son, kind Mm -hmm. of scoffed at the notion of a black belt proves you're a badass. We got Michael's 19-year-old son Friday leaving Panera Bread in Beverly Hills and asked the jiu-jitsu enthusiast if he had his eye on a darker color. It Hmm. seems he's saying the belt doesn't protect you. The skill does. Marshall wow, on the right side. On. It's always super interesting hearing Michael's kids by listening to Prince. You just wouldn't know.
2: Wow.
3: That's
1: why I had to share. I had to share that one.
2: On that's cool, and uh, I just checked on isitdownrightnow.com, dot which che- which uh, checks the server response for websites, and it's down. Oh, wow. Blog Talk Radio is down, and I'm gonna leave a comment. It's down yet again. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see here. Blog Talk Radio. It's down yet again. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, folks. All right. So let's move on to our, um, to our discussion about myths about self-defense, and then we'll get to all the other news and stuff like that. All right. Um, now, as you know, folks, as martial artists and, and as people that don't even do martial arts, we hear all sorts of stereotypes and myths about martial arts in general, uh, but nowadays especially about self-defense. Okay, now I'm just going to throw, uh, throw one out there that I just remembered, even though it's not um, part of our notes, because I get this all the time. Have, raise your hand out there, folks. I know we can't see you, but raise your hand out there, folks, if you've ever heard one of your best self-defense techniques is to shove a palm strike straight up into somebody's nose because you break the bones in their nose and send the bones into your attacker's brain and kill them. Raise your hand. I know I did. Oh, I my
1: God. Uh, and yes.
2: You know, yes. Yes, you have. And I'm sure everyone has. Just palm strike them right in the nose. You can kill them if you shove bones into their brain. Okay, let's talk about that, folks. It's physically impossible
1: <laughs>
2: because It can't be done It can't be done Our nose is made entirely of cartilage It's going to hurt like a dickens And your eyes are going to water And it's going to provide a wonderful Distraction uh, On the attacker's part uh, Which will give you the opportunity To launch more counterattacks and stuff But it's going to be impossible To shove a bone that far up into your head to kill them by piercing your brain? You know, is it a good, it a good target? Yes, of course it is, because it hurts like hell. <laughs> okay? And broken noses, those aren't a joke, but, you know, the worst that could, that could happen is, you know, yes, the largest effect the maximum effect of striking someone as hard as you can in the nose is them choking on their own blood and dying. So, yes, you could technically kill them. But as far as piercing the brain with the secret kung fu shard of bone, <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> so, okay, we busted that myth. Now let's talk about some other myths. So, Bob, what's our first myth on our handy notes there
1: on our handy notes let's see grappling is the best defense
2: okay now (laughs) i've heard lately that that has been the rallying cry of many people you really want to learn to defend yourself well then you must learn jujitsu not just any kind of jujitsu You've got to learn Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and that's a given, right? Now, I was, I, I was um, uh, responding to a post earlier on Facebook about someone that, that, that adamantly believed that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was the best for self-defense. However, I had to explain several things, I, and I'm sure Bob will too, but I'll just go ahead and start with one thing. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, any kind of grappling is very effective believe you me you know a lot of altercations will end up on the ground that's you know that's that's a given however it's very effective on a one-on-one one-on-one situation you know personally if i'm going to get someone on the ground sure i can get a kimura on somebody or whatever but that's not going to stop this guy's homie from kicking my teeth in while i'm on the ground trying to control this guy you know, and you know I don't need someone trying to give me a sidewalk Sunday, <laughs> oh man, so, oh, hold on, let's see here. um, one of our previous guests, Andrea Harkin, says she's trying to listen, and um, <clears throat> and she can't, <coughs> so let's see here, yes, there's an issue. We are still technically, i got to explain this to Andrea here, we are still technically live. However, the website and Marquis are down. The server is down.
1: (laughs) How about about asking her to try to call in? I mean, we can't pick it up or anything, but maybe she can listen that way.
2: Oh, let's see. Maybe you can listen to the show by calling in. I don't know if it'll work, but it was a shot. 0699. I'm going to tell her. I don't know. I don't know. Come on. I don't know if it'll work. And we can't answer calls. But it's worth a shot. Okay. Now, apparently Grandmaster Daryl is listening because he must have connected before the the site went down. Before it went
1: down, right. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So, okay. So, let's go back to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu being the biggest biggest, baddest thing for self-defense. So, I just said that it's great for one-on-one, okay? But in a street altercation, you know, you can't really guarantee yourself that you're going to get on -on one-on-one. Right? I mean, you know, in any type of street altercation, especially like you know like uh if, if there's a crowd gathered around or whatever, one of two things are going to happen: either a, people are going to stand around and watch you and film you to put you on world uh, world star <laughs> or YouTube and just watch and do nothing, and boom, you've got a kimura or you snap somebody's arm or whatever, right or. The mob mentality will start to kick in, and some jackass is going to jump out of the crowd and start kicking your head in. Then what are you going to do? And, and
1: right? he may not even know the guy that you have the altercation with.
2: Exactly, he may not even know. It must be, it could be just some drunk guy that just came out of a club and just wanted to throw hands and throw down with somebody. And oh look, here we go. You know, he doesn't know that you're in the right or even in the wrong. He just wants to bust some heads. So, right. you know, you got to be careful with that. Now, you know, back in, back in the 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, even the 90s, okay, fights, you know, were largely stand-up. And if you did end up on the ground, it was, it was just a mess. It was like two cats fighting. I mean, people were hitting each other, rolling around and stuff like that. You know, <clears throat> very rarely did you get any grappling and stuff like that. But back in the day, it was very stand-up. Um, now everyone wants to go to the ground and you gotta, you gotta understand the, the, the ramifications of, of willfully putting yourself on the ground, right? I mean, if you throw someone on the ground, the only thing that's hit that, that hits your opponent is the ground at that point, you know, you get that chance in to, to, to use that palm heel strike to the nose, <laughs> even though we were talking about busting bones and putting them in the brain, right? right. You know, kick that knee out, give them a good, you know, throat shot, give them, you know, slap their ears, give them a good, you know, slaps to the face, you know, get them, get them, you know, get their bells ringing and stuff, you know, and then if you want to take them to the ground, then do and finish it there. But don't willfully as your first, first, first thing, try to wrestle people to the ground because you know it's funny i mean you know fighting has changed just in the last 40 years and all the old-timer martial artists out there know what i'm talking about you know raise your hand if you agree fighting has changed over the last 40 years it it started from you know being largely stand-up and you know proving your metal and you know just taking your licks and going to now everyone wants to wrestle I don't have anything against wrestling. I don't. I don't have anything against Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I think Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is badass. I love it. But if that's the first thing you're going to do is to try to take somebody down in a real self defense situation or a knife situation, and that's another thing. If you're not considering that the other person might have a knife, there you are that close to someone and they're going to shank you. Come on, folks. <laughs> Anyhow, okay, let's get Bob's take on this.
1: No, you're absolutely right. Because of the multiple-man scenario, you don't want to go to the ground. Now, this came from actually our good buddy Greg Woldridge, which is an avid BJJ practitioner. Mm -hmm. But even so, I mean, he's bounced from New York to Chicago to L.A., bounced all these bars. very If you go to the ground, you're getting your butt kicked. Because, like we were saying, they're coming out of the woodwork. They, they yeah. He's got friends you don't know about. People are jumping out that don't even know this guy, doesn't want to hit somebody. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you're getting whipped. Yes, right. I, or, or the first line, I'm not saying anything bad about it because Brazilian jiu-jitsu is one hell of an art because it gives you a component that you need. What if you slip and you end up on your back? Now mm-hmm. knowing jujitsu, now you can defend. Right. It's a great art to know. Yes, it
2: is. It, it, it's it's great for for adding into your repertoire because you have to remember, yes. folks. You know that the martial arts, in and of themselves, even the koryu arts, right? The the traditional old school arts had striking, kicking, weapon, and grappling aspects in their art i mean every art back in the day hundreds of years ago was a complete art okay and that's why i think it's funny nowadays that people are counting mma as the only you know art for self-defense or you know the the ultimate art for self-defense right because because now people are noticing that grappling is part of of the play that that Um, striking and knees and elbows and and kicking and all that other kind of stuff are all being mixed together. But back in the day, all the arts had all those elements. I just think it's funny. Anyway, Bob, do you still hear me? Bob, are we gone?
1: Yeah. Okay. No, I still hear you.
2: Okay, good. Because all of a sudden it went dead and I went, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. All right. Um, so that's so yeah that's that's that all right now, here is a myth that came from Grandmaster Daryl Sargent. You have to, after you get your black belt, register your hands as deadly weapons <laughs> uh
1: no. <laughs> Do you know what's funny about that? Some people still believe that.
2: Yeah. You know, I've I've had people literally tell me that their hands are registered. And, you know, you just have to look at them with a WTF expression and go, really? Really? (laughs) Now, uh, oh, man, the... Now, I think in some places, hold on, I'm looking here. I think in some places you must register. In fact, let me pull up an article. Here, and uh apparently in Guam, in Guam, this is a uh, this is a law um that says uh, this is uh, 10 Guam Code A and N period 62100. Any person who is an expert in the art of karate or judo or any sim- similar physical arts in which the hands and feet are used as deadly weapons is required to register with the Department of Revenue and Taxation. Experts are defined by uh, Article 62104. <clears throat> a karate or judo expert required to judge to register by the provisions of this chapter shall be a person trained in the arts of karate, judo, or other hand-to-hand fighting technique, whereby the hands, feet, or other parts of the body are used as weapons, who shall have completed at least one level of training therein, and shall have been issued a belt or any other symbol showing proficiency in the art. Now, there's no specification as to belt color, though I guess it's safe to assume that it must be enough to show proficiency, so maybe like a purple belt or something okay certificates are only five dollars and are presumably suitable for framing now according to article 62106 any registered karate or judo or similarly trained expert who thereafter is charged with having used his or her art in a physical assault on some other person shall upon conviction thereof be deemed guilty of aggravated assault So there you go. At least in Guam, (laughs) it's an actual law. In Guam, you have to register your hands. However, in general, there is that legend about having to register your hands as deadly weapons. And apparently, this myth has its roots in two different areas in the uh, mid-20th century. Um, It's said that in post-World War II Japan, traditional martial arts were made illegal, okay, so martial law, and records were kept of people who were experienced practitioners of the Budo arts, such as karate, judo, jiu-jitsu, iaido, kendo, aiki jiu-jitsu, the whole nine yards, Okay. Now, this was a bit of anti-Japanese backlash following the war and lasted only a few years. Since then, it hasn't been repeated, and it never spread beyond the borders of Japan. Okay, now, here's the other route. Okay, Um, it's uh, in the uh, history of professional boxing in the Joe Lewis era, okay, the boxer, not the not the karate master, okay. It was a common publicity stunt to have police on hand during a press conference to quote unquote register the boxer as a deadly weapon. Now, you gotta remember though, this was just a publicity stunt and it carried no legal weight other than the boxer getting a key to the city, which means you can just open any door with it and just walk in. All right. Now, in um, court cases, though, you guys got to remember that if you're ever in a violent con- confrontation, uh, lawyers and judges might advise the jury to bear in mind that a person may have martial arts, boxing, or military combat training when they're evaluating facts of a particular case. So, if you ever get into a fight or you have to defend yourself, lawyers and other, you know, judges, you know, might advise the jury of that so if you have martial arts training that could come out in court okay now there was a uh, a case um in minnesota the minnesota court of appeals concluded that uh, a defendant who had quote unquote substantial experience in karate was aware enough to know of the potential of his blows and to deliberately break the and was Deliberately breaking the plaintiff's jaw But that's a lot different From legally stating that the person in question Is a registered or licensed Deadly weapon So here in the United States Do you have to register your hands As a deadly weapon No it's a myth Just to make people scared You know uh, Or a publicity stunt To make a boxer feel uh, Be tougher But apparently in Guam It's a law. You have to register with the Department of Revenue down there. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Go figure. Anyhow. So um, I'm going to double check to see if I have a studio yet. Let's see here. Or not. I'm going to double check here. Are we still live? Okay, I'm double checking with Grandmaster Daryl. um I'm gonna also check in with uh Andrea then calling in work okay, um apparently it's still down. I'm still getting no uh no the studio, but apparently we're still live, okay, so I'm waiting an answer for an answer oh 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 okay, okay. So, apparently, people can listen on the phone. So, I'm going to put an update on my Facebook here real quick. Real quick. Um, Darn server issues. You can listen to the show by calling 347-677-0699. Ah issues. All right. (laughs) Anyhow. Okay, let's move on. Okay, I'll do the next one. Okay. This is a myth. I am perfectly safe because I have a gun. I don't need self-defense lessons because I have a gun. All right. I I don't even know where to start here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, but... I guess I'll start with this. Okay, I'm a I'm a full supporter of um, guns as a self defense tool. I'm a full supporter of legal concealed carry or open carry. I'm a full supporter of that. I'm a full supporter of the right to bear arms. I will put that out there right now. So if somebody you know, is against guns or whatever, okay, that's fine, let's agree to disagree. But I'm a full supporter in being able to use any and all weapons to defend myself, my family, my property, um, even so far as my country. I, you know, I, I'm a full supporter of firearms as, um, as my right to bear. However, in a self-defense situation, a gun, you guys, is useless if you can't get it out in time. Okay. Now, you know, I know a lot of people that shoot regularly, they go to the, they go to the range and they, they shoot like round upon round, They shoot thousands of rounds for years and years and years firing at static targets, you know, and and really high scores too. Okay. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are ready to defend yourself with a gun. Now, let's look at the one stat here. Over 90% of gunfights occur within 21 feet. Okay? So for most people, that's like, oh, I don't know, maybe 10 steps. Okay? So it's not very far. Okay? 21 feet. More than half of these occur within 5 feet. That's as tall as me. That's not much, that's not much footage at all. Now, most people, when put to the test, can't even get their guns out in time to defend against a person rushing them from 20 feet, much less five, okay? You must also know hand-to-hand combat, folks. If you can couple your hand-to-hand combat with being able to bring your gun into play, right, and to be able to draw your weapon from its carrying spot, then you've got a better chance. But if all you're, uh, but if all you're going to do is leave your gun in a purse, please don't do that. Ladies, don't leave your gun in a purse. You know, don't leave it in your, you know, in your backpack. And I've seen a lot of backpacks that have a lot of great, you know, pockets and stuff for concealed carry and stuff. I mean, with all the Velcro and stuff for quick draw. But if someone's rushing you from across the room, you have a backpack and you're trying to like rip off Velcro and draw your, your weapon, you know, it may or may not work. So you got to have a little bit of hand to hand combat also. All right. Um, So yeah. (laughs) Now also um, not all people who buy a gun actually get training for it. I mean, let's, 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 let's look at the amount of people that that buy a gun and actually and actually get training i mean not it's not everyone all right and that's sad because if you don't even know how to clean your weapon you know, that's telling me you're not going to the range to shoot. And if you are shooting, that gun's going to jam and you're going to like blow your face off one of these days. So please, folks, if you're going to carry a gun, learn to use it, practice often. There are plenty of um, courses out there that will that will teach you using a gun for self-defense, not just target shooting, but for self-defense, um, live fire scenarios and stuff like that. So, you know, go check those out. Anyway, what do you have to say about I'm safe. I don't need to learn self-defense. I have a gun. What do you have to say well, about that, Bob?
1: Well, well, you remember one of our guests. We called it the art of gun poop. Tim Turnipseed.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: NRA shooting instructor that teaches very specific self-defense with the use of a firearm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. But he explained right up front. Dan mm-hmm. and Santo did a test with a blade against a guy with a gun, 21 mm-hmm. feet. And that's where you got the 21 foot statistic from. That's how mm-hmm. safe you are. If it's 22 mm-hmm. feet, you may have a chance to draw your weapon. People are not typically in full awareness mode. If they, right. they're like, they, they carry their their blade, they carry their their mace or pepper spray or, 45 or whatever they carry. Do you think whoever is going to mug you or attack you is going to do so when you're fully aware of their presence?
2: Right. (laughs) Right. Right. And, you know, and uh, this is coming from um, Andrea Harkin. She's uh, listening to the show on the phone. Thanks for listening, Andrea. And uh, for anyone, um, I was going to say, for anyone else listening, we're we're uh, technically not on the air, but you can call us. I can't even tell people that we're, that we're that they can't click the link. So, but I shared it on Facebook. Hopefully, people will see it. Um, anyway, Pat, if if, if this is an interesting subject, share this on Facebook. Share a phone number. That's the only way right now people can listen, um, either through Skype or through um or through calling on your cell phone or landline or whatever, unfortunately, until blog talk radio comes, uh, uh, takes care of its server issue. <clears throat> All right. So thanks for listening, Andrea. She says, I, I lost the window. She says that um, also people aren't, a lot of people aren't um, taking into the consideration that it can be taken against you. A lot of people, you know, especially when I was younger, a lot of people I knew had guns. They would wear it in the back of their waistband and they would think, Oh, Hey, I'm a badass." that kind of thing. Right. I'm invincible because yeah, no one can outrun a bullet. Okay. That's true. You can't outrun a bullet, but can you get that gun out from behind your back, tuck in your waistband within 20, 21 feet or gosh forbid within five feet. Okay. And if you can't, If they take it away from you, you just got shot in the head, (laughs) you know,
0: right?
2: Uh, as Andrea says, you have to have that mindset. If you're going to pull a gun, it's not going to be shooting somebody's kneecap, kneecap out. You have to be prepared to use it. You have to be prepared to kill someone if necessary. And if you can't do that, even to save your own safety, then don't get a gun. You can't just point at someone and say, stop or I'll shoot. You know, because if you're too scared to pull that trigger, guess what? They'll shoot you first. So, you know, there you go. you got to have that mindset. It's You know, even in hand-to-hand combat, right, you have to have that certain mindset to break things, to rip things, to incapacitate people, to poke people in the eye. I've taught women's self-defense workshops where women would cringe at the thought of, Digging your thumb deep into somebody's eye socket, they they would shudder and go, "Oh my God, I can't do that." And I would look back at them and go, "Hey, you know, it's just like sticking your it's just like sticking your thumb in a watermelon or whatever, right? It's just gonna be wet." So, but if you don't want to do that, then you just pretty much said, "I resigned to being raped. I resigned to being physically assaulted," and that kind of like puts a different Air to it once they hear it that way, you know. Then they finally ask, "Well, have you poked someone in the eye?" Yes, yes, I have. <laughs> uh, and it's just wet. That's it, you know. And you really don't. It's really not It's really not that big of a deal. Um. Well, to the person that you know, you thumb in the eye, and it hurts. Right. It. It. I, I only got flicked in the eye once, and I was on the ground crying. I can't imagine what it would feel like. For me to have someone's thumb buried into my eye socket, I can't imagine it. I would, I would be on the ground screaming. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Uh, uh, I lost my notes. So that's the myth about having a gun. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Here's a, here's another myth, and I'm sure you've heard, you've met people that are like this, Bob. You know, the street fighter. Oh. Okay, I'm sure we've known a few street fighters that say, "I got challenged into a few street fights, so I can handle myself in real self-defense. I don't need that karate crap." Okay, <laughs> that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because, <laughs> you know what, this is my take on this, and you know, if, and you know, people can can disagree if they want, but my take is, there's a big difference between self defense self-protection and a fight okay to me a fight is where you agree to engage it's where two or more people agree to engage okay so like if i woke up one morning and said you know what i think i'll make i'll just piss somebody off so that way i can like you know throw some hands right (laughs) you know or waking up and going you know what I know so and so is going to challenge me to fight, and I'm, and I'm just going to agree and get my ass whooped. How many people well, wake you know, up? It,
1: it's funny that you it. say it that way, Rusty, because I was having coffee with one of our old guests about oh, a few weeks ago, Toy Lay. In fact, it was uh-huh. a show you weren't on. And she mm-hmm. said, You know, people really don't want to fight. You and, and people don't get angry at just anything. You would have to go. And, and, and go home and actually have find somebody in bed with your woman to get uh-huh. mad enough to get in a fight. it would right. have to go to that extreme. So somebody's mm-hmm. typically not going to wake up. Oh, I, I feel like uh, kicking the crap out of somebody today.
2: Yeah, or I feel like getting my ass whooped. So I'll, right. I'll, I'll, exactly. I'll take a challenge to fight, okay? Um, so, you know, a fight, like I said, is where people agree to engage. In self-defense, you don't have that luxury to, to to make that choice. You don't have a choice. It can happen anytime, anywhere. And if you don't have skills of self-protection, then self-defense is going to be hard to come by for you. So you know, okay. So you're in a street fight. That's awesome. You can get your you can fight your way out of it. But you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, it's it's not exactly the same thing. Not exactly. Um, is the adrenaline rush somewhat the same? Could be. I mean, I've been in a few self-defense situations, not street fights, so I can only imagine that the adrenaline pump is the same. I could be wrong. You know, it could be that, you know, hey, I'm going to get in this fight, and I think I'm a badass, and I'm confident I'm just going to beat somebody down, and they don't get the adrenaline pump. They just feel powerful already, right? Um, so I don't know, you know, if the adrenaline pump is the same. But, you know, what I do know is that, happen, that that a self-defense situation happens when you least expect it, even when you think you're safe, even when you think you're armed and dangerous, even if you think you're a martial artist and can defend yourself when the pardon the french folks okay this is this is all the way inappropriate what i'm going to say when the shit hits the fan you better be ready and i'll tell you what you know you will you know feel like you're going to pee yourself you will panic for a second you will feel fear but it's a matter of like being able to to fight even though you're scared out of your mind, thinking you're going to die, right? And you will have a sense of, of, uh, like, post-traumatic stress, right? You will feel that let down as the the adrenaline wears off. You will feel the after effects. You will feel fear afterwards, you know, not wanting to to drive a certain place because you think you're going to get, you know, a gun pulled on you again or mugged again or or whatever. You have to deal with that. A lot of street fighters, you know, people that just go out there street fighting and go out bragging about it. You know, I would venture to believe that, you know, they're proud of it. They're proud that, Hey, look at me. I got in a street fight. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I'm just talking, talking, I'm just guessing when it comes to people with a street fight, but My opinion, and like I said, it's just an opinion, and people can disagree, a street fight is not exactly the same as a self-defense situation, Uh, mainly because a fight can be agreed upon. Now, do you have to fight in a self-defense situation? Yes. Okay. Um, But your mindset has to be a little bit different. Your mindset has to be, I want to get out of here alive not i want to beat this person i want to humiliate this person i want to show this guy who's boss i want to show this girl she can't give me a lip like that it, it's different the motivation's different and that's all i got to say about that all right what What do you think about that bob well no i
1: i agree with the, the uh, theorist about you know agree disagree whatever uh when it comes to a street fight, you are literally fighting for your life. If you're challenged to a fight, you're, you may get your nose broke, teeth knocked out, get knocked unconscious. But if somebody approaches you armed, you may have to fight to stay alive.
2: Yeah. Mhm. And it's, it's different. Big
1: difference. I mean, I mean-
2: no, there is, there is. And that's not to say, okay, I'm uh, all the people out there that are, li- that might be listening going, well, I've been in a couple of street fights and it is to say, Hold on, you know, chill out your underwear folks. Cause, cause, you know, I'm not saying that just because you're a street fighter, you can't defend yourself. What I'm saying is, is that a, a fight situation, like some guy at a bar. Okay. Some drunk guy at a bar is like calling your wife ugly or something like that or god forbid somebody calls you gay and you don't like it and you punch the guy out okay getting into a fight that way right is a lot different than like let's say you're walking your wife to the car and some guy comes out with a gun and says you know give me all your money give me your keys give me your car okay now you can't be mr billy badass that you were in the bar Because one split second, your wife could be dead and you could be left alone, or you could be dead and your wife's left alone, or both of you are dead and your kids don't have parents. I mean, these are things you have to consider. Now you're fighting for lives here, not just, you know, Billy Badass. So that's the only thing I'm saying to to street fighters out there. I'm not saying that you guys are not capable. Of course you are, because you've taken hits and you can take your licks and can hit back. Kudos to you. I respect you for that. All I'm all I'm saying, difference in the two situations. So anyhow. Right. <laughs> Let's move on. I gotta check Facebook because all I'm hearing now is ding 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 ding. I'm like, uh oh. Let's see what people have oh, to say
1: here. Oh, um, you hit you hit some nerves.
2: You know, and if I hit nerves, then great, because you know, that's what we are known for, folks. We have to get this stuff out there because we don't talk about it. It's hardly ever talked about. Right. And, and many street fighters out there will continue to think that they're the toughest shit on the block. Right. And it's like, you know, but you know, point a gut at them. And then, you know, one of two things are going to happen. They're either going to defend themselves or they're not. There's, and that goes for anybody. It doesn't matter if you're a street fighter or if you're a martial artist that has never been in a fight, you're either going to defend yourself or you're not. Period. You know, that that's it. But just because you're a street fighter doesn't necessarily mean that or, that you're automatically going to be able to handle a self-defense situation. Because if you're just in fist fights, you know, things are different when people have knives. Things are different when people have guns or clubs. Things are different. You know, if you're used to fighting people one-on-one and you got five people jumping on your butt, it's different. So that's all I'm saying. But anyway, um, Andrea Harkin says, uh, this is from um, a friend of hers. Um, Let's see. It says, um, this is from Ed Passerba." I've read, this is quote-unquote, I've read and heard from a friend who studied the arts about if it was at all possible, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, go on. (laughs) If it was possible, Oh, I thought it said levitate. Okay. If it was possible to elevate oneself through the meditation aspect of the martial arts. um, I've always been skeptical, but I figured I would ask in case someone could back up the claim. So is this elevate or levitate? Levitate. Okay, I had I had to backtrack on some posts here. It is levitate. Okay, so let's 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 hit this myth before we go to the next one. (laughs) Possible to levitate uh, oneself? Uh, Now, some people are sure as the sun comes up, sure that you can learn to levitate by practicing deep meditation.
1: Well, now, wait a minute. You said sure as the sun comes up. Is that sure as the sun comes up in Seattle or L.A.?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Both.
2: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The only reason why I know during winter that it's daytime is that I smell food cooking. That usually means someone's up making breakfast. Or in this case, since I'm um, house-sitting and babysitting a couple dogs, the dogs will wake me up. Granted, they'll wake me up at like four in the freaking morning, but hey, that way I know it's morning. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about can you levitate? If you, the the myth being, if you have, if you practice long enough in meditation, certain types of meditation, that um, you can levitate <laughs> yourself. Have you heard about that, Bob? <laughs>
1: Oh, Have you heard about God that? no.
2: <laughs> okay, um, I'm 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 curious. So I I'm looking up levitation meditation, and I'm gonna click. Maybe, maybe the
1: those those guys that that could jump thirty feet in the air in the old kung fu movies,
2: right?
3: Maybe right.
1: they could levitate with right. wires. Okay.
2: Right. Well. Okay. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to click this YouTube video and it says spontaneous levitation during meditation. I wish you guys could see this, but I'm going to watch this real quick. It's only like 50 seconds. Um, I'm going to fast forward a little bit here. 47 minutes later, according to this video. Let's see here.
3: Oh, you got to be freaking kidding. What? (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> so apparently
2: okay <laughs> let me <laughs> okay it's, it's a 54 second clip so it it has this guy sitting on a cushion and he gets in the lotus position and he's there for a couple of minutes so I click for it and it says 47 minutes later so you know I click to that spot and He's sitting there, and then, whoop, he levitates. <laughs> and I'm going to go down to the comments, because this is what I'm going to be looking for. Everyone's saying, fake, 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 fake. And people going, how did you do that? Please tell me. I want to learn. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know, Um, but apparently it's said that some types of Buddhist meditation can can result in levitation. (laughs) Oh my God! This video. Hold on, I gotta back up. Let me back up, and I'm going to get this. uh, I'm gonna get this link, and I'm gonna forward it on the thread that involves levitation. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh okay um wow <laughs> wow 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 <laughs> anyhow now how do I get rid of the video it's so loud you guys can't hear it but
3: nope we can
2: <sighs> yes um man okay I'm gonna post it on Andrea's Andrea's thread here ah <sighs> I you know, I don't know. You guys, I mean, it's a myth and I will I will just say this that there are there are admittedly things that we can't explain. I personally have never seen people levitate. That and that's all I got to say. I don't I don't know if there are um um studies that um that go on chi levitation or anything like that, however, I do know that certain types of Buddhist meditation will result in body heat. I do know of that I have like you know practiced a type of meditation that uh that uh, teaches that it's called tumo tumo meditation or tumo breathing, however, that's largely physical it's just you know it's just it's basically mind over body, mind over matter type stuff. And, and, uh, and ba- it, it's anyhow, I, I can't even go into explaining it. It's like, you know, very long and drawn out or whatever. Um But I've never seen people levitate because that would involve something that's outside, you know, our physical body in that aspect. Uh, do I doubt it? Mm, I wouldn't say I doubt it. I would just, I would just want to say that I would, love to see levitation that's you know that's pretty much where i'm gonna go with that what about you bob what are your thoughts on levitation
1: well you you uh you meant happen to mention mind over matter Mm-hmm. you know what mind over matter is i don't mind it you don't matter
2: you don't matter <laughs> or if you don't mind then I if i don't mind and it don't matter yeah
1: <laughs> exactly right uh, I I personally have seen some wild stuff. Uh, you know, especially with, with Tohei Sensei uh, doing some of his crazy stuff he used to do. People call it crazy nowadays. Uh, I remember seeing him move 350-pound guys with one finger.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, guys stuff couldn't
1: like pick that, him up. Things, yeah. easy stuff like that. But levitation, yeah. come on.
2: Yeah.
3: I,
1: I would have to see it and making sure there are no wires holding that guy out.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to look at this video again because, you know, there's there's certain um, tricks, so to speak. You know, like there's a levitation trick that you've probably seen. It's like, you know, people uh, sitting on a cane. You know, there are tricks like that, right?
1: Yeah. Um, I've seen that, Sure.
2: So, yeah, you know, so there are tricks like that. And, you know, I'm going to look for that in this particular video. I've seen other videos, though, where people would meditate and then literally start bouncing themselves in the lotus position. They'll, they'll, basically, they'll jump in on their butts and they call it levitation. And, and the, the reasoning behind it is, is that this spontaneous bouncing will eventually turn into true levitation the more you meditate, um, that spontaneous laughter and the spontaneous bouncing is saying that you're getting closer to that. And I, I don't know. I that's all I'm gonna say. I don't know. I'm not gonna but, really You come- know what?
1: If you if you bounce on your butt that hard and that many times, those welts on your ass are going to levitate you off the ground. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: this particular
2: video that I saw of these people bouncing around, they were literally in a very padded. Area, I mean, very padded, and these people what, were was around was this. it a
1: six by six room though
2: <laughs> and, and were they wearing straight jackets? no right <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway, i you know I don't know, you know, like i said I, there 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 are things that we can't explain, there's things that I can't explain that I've experienced and stuff that, but in the terms of levitation, I've never seen it. Um, without being like uh, a a, a magic trick or anything like that right right? exactly so um, unless I until I see it I'm just gonna say I don't know there we go all right here's another myth martial artists will always win a street altercation (laughs) <laughs> Martial artists will always win a street altercation. That's our next myth. If you train and you got yourself a black belt, you've got a better chance at defending yourself, and you will always win a street altercation. We'll start with Bob on this one. I'm sure he's got something well, to say about this.
1: You know, something you said trained black belt, I believe, will have a better chance. I'm coming on top, but there is no way in hell that a trained martial artist will one hundred percent of the time win an altercation. There right. is no chance on that. Ever forget it. It's not it ain't gonna happen. Because you got yeah. some dumbbell coming up behind you with a pike. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You just lost.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And and you know, it, it, it also if I may add to that, it also depends on how you train. If all you do is point scoring, you don't know, and you don't hit bags Ain't and you
0: don't yep.
2: work on realistic scenarios. If you don't work on progressive resistance and finally full resistance, if you don't work, you know, with the gear, <clears throat> if you don't do any of that with weapons, without weapons, you're, you're not going to have a chance. And even then, if you're taking these classes on progressive resistance and, and, um, and hitting stuff, you know, it just means that you're good at those exercises unless you have been in a situation where the instantaneous adrenaline dump happens. It's, it's, it's a lot different than training in the dojo. Um, and uh, you know, but do you have a better chance? Maybe, but as right. Bob said, there is no 100% guarantee that you will win if you are a martial artist okay um there's a reason why people on the street you know get what they want if they rob people or whatever it's because they do whatever's necessary to get what they want whether it's cash for the next you know meth hit or or, or a car or whatever you know they've got what they want before by using violence, they'll do it again, and they might up the violence or whatever, and if you don't know how that works, doesn't matter how many degrees you have on your black belt. doesn't matter. Um, like I said earlier, it doesn't matter if you're a martial artist or just the average yahoo, you will either defend yourself or you won't. That's, <laughs> that's it. You know, um, I'm not talking about either you live or die. You will either defend yourself or you won't. You'll either get injured or you'll fight. I mean, that that's it. So anyway, um and then let's let's go into the next part of it. If you're a black belt, you sh- you you better be able to 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 have that ability to defend yourself. Um so that's a myth. I'm a black belt. So I know how to defend myself. What do you have to say about that, Bob?
1: If you're a true black belt and you've been taught in every aspect of self-defense and an altercation is going to happen, you won't be there to let it happen. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Without It does. You will have enough awareness and enough foresight to go, maybe I shouldn't go walking down that dark alley. Maybe I should park where the street lamps are lit. Maybe I should park closer to the mall door.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: So exactly. if you're truly self-defense trained... You won't be there for somebody to jump you.
2: Right. Exactly. Okay. So that's that for that particular myth. All right. Let's get into uh, let's get into this one. This is now we're, w- we're walking into women's type of self defense. Okay. This myth I still hear a lot of, and it drives me insane. <clears throat> Women are raped because they attract it by the clothes they wear. I'm
1: okay, now. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> no, oh, wow! I just got my ass too. Okay, go ahead.
2: I'm gonna start this one. Okay, now, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that a guy shouldn't be attracted to a woman wearing a skimpy outfit walking down the road. I, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, is that if people think that a woman asks for it. Because of the clothes they wear, you know, hence the, well, if she's going to dress like a hoe, she's going to get treated like a hoe. I don't know how many times I've heard guys say this and it makes me want to vomit. Literally. It makes me so ill because really, really? I mean, what if she's dressed like that to go to her boyfriend's house and you, because you can't control your ass, think you're justified to rape a woman and then go into court and say, well, she asked for it really really she asked for it by wearing that skin tight blah 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 and blah blah really you know she could be going to her boyfriend's place so she asked for one or five guys to humiliate her to rape her or to completely change her life forever she asked for it oh okay excuse me while I go vomit <laughs> No, 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 no. Rape is a crime of power, you guys. Yes. I mean, come on. It's a crime of power. You know, it doesn't matter if you're old. It doesn't matter if you're young. It doesn't matter if you're eight years old, unfortunately, you know, or even three. And that makes me want to vomit. It's a game of power. Um, and well, it's it's also a, a it, it could also be a, a a mental thing with some people. Um, and it goes both ways. And it goes both ways. When I when I talk about rape, I'm not I'm not you know jumping on the oh women are the only ones that get raped. No, that's a myth too. And let me let me put that on the table. That's a myth too. Men get raped. Men get raped by women. Men get raped by men. Same with women. Women get raped by both men.
1: I'm sorry. Where were these women rapists when I was 18 and 20?
2: Uh, hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. My my, my, my filter is gone. Sorry. Everybody knows that.
2: You know, boy, you're lucky Michelle Monu was not on the line with me. I (laughs) owe you.
1: Because I'm close enough for her to drive to. (laughs)
2: Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Okay, I will look at that as a joke on on Bob's part, but really, yeah, I please. mean, yeah, but really, I mean, see, the thing is, is you know, and I'm going to talk about that, okay, I bet in every teenagers, in every male teen, not every, but male teenagers' fantasies, you've got some like oversexed woman that will rape him or whatever. But you know what? if you really want to know what rape is like? I mean, if a if a if a teenager wants that, well, then by all means get it. But you're not your life ain't gonna be the same. So that, no, that's because... what makes me that's what makes me wretch, Bob. Is that you know, you know, some teenagers will like want that oversexed woman or that oversexed uh, man. You know, you've got like fourteen year olds that want their you know language arts teacher to ravish them and stuff like that and uh, it, it, it doesn't matter how in love that girl might be with the teacher or in lust this this boy or in love this boy might be with that woman teacher it's still freaking rape
1: and the thing been- is roughly they think that the rape is sexually driven and there is Sex has nothing to do with it. That's right. That it may has be the nothing. end result, but they're after the power. You are going to get your ass kicked. Don't just think mm-hmm. you're going to be able to roll over because you're not a virgin anymore, and he will go away. That's not how it works.
2: Exactly. exactly. But in the
1: it's- 60s, 70s, and not in the 80s so much, women were treated like they weren't the victim because they were wearing mm-hmm skimpy clothes or a miniskirt back in those days or, or, you know, the, the yeah. boots that these boots were made for walking, you know, the oh, big yeah, thigh yeah. Eyes, that sort yeah. of thing. They were made to feel like they weren't the victim. They were made to feel it was justified.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Back in the day, they were like, well, you dress like that. So you deserve to get, you know, a pipe shoved up you or, or something ungodly like that, you know? And like, I'm sorry, nobody deserves that. You Nobody. know, you could be a you could be a lumberjack coming home from work, and one of the other guys might go, "Oh, hey, I really like this guy's muscles or whatever," and and go to town on you. That's still rape. And regardless of whether or not it's guys being raped or women being raped, the stress is the same. the The end result is the same. You feel violated. You feel, you know, dirty. You feel you you deal with the stress and the trauma, and stuff like that. the 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 other thing that makes me wretch out of, you know, feeling so helpless is that when men get raped, the, the percentage of men that actually report it as a serious crime against them are a bit less than the women who report a rape. Why right. is that? Is it because they're men and they don't want to, you know, look like weak yeah, i don't know, and I feel sorry for those for those guys that have to live with that you know
1: that no that's a very good point, and it is a man thing it's a man ego thing. I told you about that place that I was fired from because of that guy who always touched me and me just getting upset about it because mm-hmm. i didn't go to human resources because i'm a guy who's going who's going to go and what guy is going to go to human resources and and Tell them about inappropriate behavior, inappropriate touching.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody. Mm-hmm. And now I mm-hmm. lost my job because of it. I was going to report it the next day, and it was too late.
2: Oh man, man. Because I have my
1: ego to deal with. It's yeah. Not, in in retrospect, it's not it's not the same elevation of 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 rape, of course, but it falls in the same line. I'm a guy. I'm not going to report it, but. The, the stress, the post-traumatic, the the post-traumatic stress disorder that they go through, the uh, de- depression, the antisocialism that they go through, everything else uh-huh. has to be taken into account. It's not.
2: Yeah. And, and, and another point that Grandmaster Daryl, who's also listening, thanks for listening, Grandmaster, <laughs> uh-huh. that he brought up is that Another reason that a lot of men do not report a rape is because, he says, we are not believed. If a guy goes to the police and says, "I was raped by this woman." They're going to think, you know, I don't, you know, are you mad at her? You know what I mean? Are you mad at her? That's a good
1: point he, he well, that's a good point he brings up. He's absolutely right
2: yeah you're a big man how come you didn't stop it you know blah 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 i mean it's true they're not believed and it's it, it it really like gets my goat why you know nowadays women are the victim of rape but men can't be you know um You know, same with self-defense, you know, someone get, you know, if you get beat up, you know, you're going to go to the police. Well, no, because I don't want anyone to know that I got beat up because I'm a guy. You know, well, that's ego at that point. You know, like, you know, I have a man rep to uphold. Well, what about a woman's rep? You know, you see what I'm saying? It's like it has to go both ways, you know, And, and I feel so sorry for and I feel for the men out there that have had to go through that ugly crime. And they felt like they couldn't tell anyone, or they told someone and no one believed them. Or they told someone and the rapist was a woman and no charges were filed. For those guys I want justice for them. You know, it's it's it's, it's just I just I just want to vomit from the sickness I feel that of the men that can't that feel like they can't even tell, you know, about violations right. and stuff like that. I just feel so sorry. All right, let's let's move on. <laughs> okay, no, I, okay. I
1: do want to bring something up That you and I discussed earlier Because I asked uh-huh. my daughter this over lunch Because of our show I've been trying to get her into martial arts a long time She's been really resistant And mm-hmm. I said, I want to know why And I want to know why don't you value self-defense She says, I value self-defense As opposed to if I'm going to get attacked It's just, I'm not interested in taking classes Is that an oxymoronic statement?
2: Well, okay I, 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 I'm going to try to, cause yeah, cause he, she, well, he's got a daughter too, but she trains. <laughs> right. So, you know, um, I'm going to try to like, uh, uh, decode that. What she's saying is she values the knowledge of knowing how to defend oneself. Cause she knows that there's always that possibility that she's going to, to get attacked. I think she's not attracted to what she feels a martial arts atmosphere is. That's that's my and, guess. She's not attracted and she to martial arts. She doesn't arts.
1: want to do anything. Dad's involved in That too. Yeah,
2: that too. Right? Now, it would be right. different, though, if in college, if a – someone closer to her peer group, like, you know, maybe a a junior junior or senior in college or whatever, who is a self-defense instructor, not like a Taekwondo black belt, not a martial art black belt, but a self-defense instructor, because they do have those folks, they have self-defense instructors that learn self-defense themselves and practice for years, but they don't know martial art. Right, right. There's a difference, right? So it, it would be different, though, if, if someone closer to her peer group taught
1: a course. Right. Well, you, you do know that they offer very, very inexpensive martial arts classes. They offer yoga. And, and Jake, there's some Jake of and you people. I think would be funnier than hell if she decided to take one of those classes and I used to train with the instructor.
2: Yeah, but see, that's what she's trying to avoid.
1: I know. I know. You have know, to, you have to look
2: at it from her from her point of view. If 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 she does decide, to, let let's just say she decides to get in the I don't know Krav Maga or something, right? And let's just say you know the instructor. You know she knows she's going to get. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> she know. Well, I already said the word earlier, so I'm just going to say it. She knows she's going to get shit from you. She knows you're probably going to try to correct everything she does. She knows that you're probably going to go, oh, well, that's not the way I do it. That's not the way you should do it. Blah, blah, blah. You know, no girl in this, you got to take it from me. No girl in that age group, okay, wants their dad who has experience in it to, see, I told you so. See, I told you so blah, 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 because this is a point in her life where now she's going to be out on her own. She's got to make, she's got to learn to make decisions. And she's looking forward to that. I can tell all the stories that you've told me, I can tell she's looking forward to making mistakes and learning from them. Um, And she doesn't need the, "I, I told you so. Oh, you know, my instructor. Oh, crap. You know, that kind of thing. I think that's what she's not attracted to. I don't think she's a she strikes me as a type of girl that isn't attracted to the to the um, the orderliness of martial arts. You know what I'm talking that's about? True.
1: I think that's. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Um, she might be interested in a, you know, in a short, like eight week course by a peer, you know, some or, or someone that has been in an altercation and ends up becoming a self defense instructor. I mean, you know, in, in that in that case, if you know, like for example, if a woman who had been raped and then decided to take back her life and go, Okay, you know what, I'm gonna learn self defense and I'm gonna help other women I think she more I think she would hold more respect for that than the orderliness of martial arts and, and the the risk of, oh my God, my dad knows these people <laughs>
1: Yeah. Do you know? Do you know the odds of that happening are pretty good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well. Or you know what, I know
1: folks, somebody that knows them personally.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know what, folks? We still don't have a studio on Blog Talk Radio, so I can't like play our our going out music and stuff. But I just want to uh, remind our listeners that next week we will not have a show because we will be at the Masters Hall of Fame. Um, or on our way home from the Masters Hall of Fame actually. So there will not be a show next week. But tune in on the following week. That's the week of the twelfth. And uh keep your eye out on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio uh Facebook page for the subject of our show. That, uh, now, that particular now, I got
1: something for you real quick. I just a got a message on 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 the uh On blogtalkradio.com says blogtalkradio is currently down for maintenance.
2: maintenance. They didn't tell us that. Nope, (laughs) it
1: just came up.
2: I just got it, too. So that's it. We got 10 seconds. And um, thank you so much for everyone that called in to listen. Sorry we couldn't take your call. And we will see everyone in two weeks. We'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye now. I don't know how to hang up. I have no I, idea. Know, I know, I
1: know. Grandmaster Daryl, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
2: <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>